The Eno Saris Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com. Oh, do we have the great Eno Saris? What's up, buddy? How's it going? How does it look? We got a new camera going now. So we got a fancy new camera. We can zoom in, zoom out. I like it. I like it. I still got all the bobbleheads. I can see more of them now, I feel like. Well, how you feeling, my man, with everything going on in baseball right now in the playoffs? I think it looks pretty good. You know, I think it's it's compelling baseball. Sometimes the changes between relievers and uh you know there are a lot of strikeouts on the new york side of the ball yes in that <laughs> in that american league one but you know it's not like it's all on new york they, they struck out a little bit more than average but they didn't strike out like the worst in baseball you know part of that is that the houston astros had the best pitching staff in baseball you know and right now if you look at it the average fastball in the playoffs, the average, the average fastball in the playoffs is 95.3 miles per hour. So I think that's why hitters are hitting 211 in the playoffs and why, you know, the Yankees are having a little bit of trouble making contact. So then you kind of wonder, okay, this is where modern baseball is going, right? We're not going to, we're not, velocity is not going to dip back to what it used to be. That's where people have talked about moving the mound back. Just what, 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 what do you think will be the next step to try and help offenses out? You know, I think you can do a, a little bit with the schedule and the roster. We've talked about, you know, limiting how many pitchers can be on the roster. Um, I see a little bit of evidence, uh, for example, that uh, that starters are throwing more of the innings this postseason than they have in the last two. Now, you know, how much of that was due to like 2020 short season, 2021, the season after a short season, you know? Uh, but it is the first time in like the last 20 years that starters have pitched more innings in the postseason. And the postseason, a lot of times, is where we see something new happen, right? Like, for example, if you look over the history of the postseason, uh, breaking balls, we saw, like, you know, in 2008, 22% of the pitches in the postseason were breaking, ball, were breaking balls. In 2017, that was 30%. Now we're seeing that in the regular season. So a lot of the stuff we see in the postseason gets tried out in the postseason. And then people say, well, why not do that all year? And uh, so I, I wonder if we're starting to see, you know, baseball say, hey, I think we, we were riding relievers too hard. We, you know, starting pitchers are actually pretty good. You know, we should we should let the starting pitchers throw some more. And, and if you had like if you said, like, you can only have 12 pitchers on your roster uh, at any given time, then you would have to get more innings from your starter. Well, so that's that's something you can do. Well, you'd mentioned it earlier on this show that when you start looking at the numbers, the numbers were always so, so much better bringing a reliever in than the starters that those numbers started to average out. They got a lot closer. And I was thinking about this as as now we we like to throw out the 
average of the hitters versus the pitcher the third time through the order. And I was laughing with Cody going, everybody told me batting average doesn't matter with, with, with players, but now we want to use batting average when talking about pitchers third time. And I went, batting average really doesn't matter. It's are they giving up runs? Because going a third time through the lineup, that's nine outs. If you give up a hit or two, the average is going to go way up. But if you didn't give up any runs, what does it matter what the average is? Yeah, I mean, slugging goes up, too. You know, it's not just the average. And I, I believe the third time the order is a thing. But uh, why is it a thing? And one of the things that we know uh, softens that is if you throw more pitches, right? So you have this breaking ball thing. We're like, oh, breaking ball, breaking ball, breaking ball, throw more breaking balls, throw more breaking balls. We've seen that. We're, and I think it's going to go the same way that the reliever thing went, where at some point we're going to realize, oh, man. Too many. Too many <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think the light that's kind of going off is that a lot of times, you know, sabermetrics or, you know, finding an edge with the analytics goes a certain point and then the old but truisms are still true. So it's still true to have a pitcher with a lot of pitches. It's, it's still true that it's, that's good. You know, a pitcher with a lot of pitches turns the lineup order or over more often has a, a better third time through the order penalty. And so we were trying things like Spencer Strider and Spencer Strider is amazing. The dude has two of the best pitches, two of maybe the top 10 pitches in baseball, but he only has two pitches. And the entire conversation I had with him when the Braves were in town was, don't you want another pitch? And he's like, but why should I throw another pitch if it's crappier? I have two really good pitches. So that is the sort of center of the new debate, I think, is should we throw more pitches? Should we try to get through the order more often? Or should we just have basically five inning closers? I love how you put that. And that's one of the reasons why we love having you on the show, where you say there's the old truisms, and that's what, you know, dealing with the game that's been played for a long time by human beings so you, you, you got a good idea on stuff that works, but you're always trying new stuff and to get an edge get on an new edge. stuff. Yeah. But, but it can go too far and you get away from some of the truisms and you get and you start to hurt yourself. And I'll ask just a really broad question about the Dodgers. They're very smart, but in crunch time in small series, not a full season in postseason, do the smart guys outsmart themselves? Uh, that's a tough one. I mean, uh, let's watch the Astros because the Astros are the Dodgers, but they're winning, right? <laughs> so there's not that much of a difference. They, the they, they. The would you say the Astros handle their pitching different than the Dodgers? I'm not sure, man. I mean, I guess they're a little bit more, okay, they're a little bit more conventional with Ryan Presley as the closer, right? They're a little bit more conventional with bullpen rolls. I'll give you that. But they are going to run, uh, you know, Luis Garcia and Jose Urquidy and some of these other guys out that were starters. They're going to run them out as relievers, and they're going to they're gonna mix and match, and they're going to do. They're gonna probably pull some surprises out of the hat. And in terms of the way they're run, they're run very similar to the Dodgers, where they spend a lot of money on player development, a lot of money on data and tech, and they try to develop players in-house while also buying free agents. I think that um, one of the differences is – the Astros are closer 
to their peak in terms of the best, the, the top five guys. Jordan Alvarez, Alex Bregman, you know, those guys are closer to their peak. The Dodgers top five guys, I think, are further from their peak. They're getting older. Their core is getting older. Now, the way the Dodgers survive that during the season and win so many games is they're awesome one through 30. And that's a little bit, that should sound a little familiar in Oakland, right? The way that the uh, Oakland has won a lot of games during the regular season is just making sure they have no zeros. You know, when the A's have been good, they've had a good team from top to bottom and they've won a lot of games. And then maybe they get to the postseason, they get outstarred, right? They, they hit up they hit a Yankees team that has a bunch of stars or whatever. So I think that's a little bit of what's going on with the Dodgers is they're really good. They, they've done the Farhan thing where, you know, you know, the bottom five guys on the roster, they're churning the waiver and they're picking up guys and they're, and they're finding new Max Muncy's and they're like, Oh, Evan Phillips, we got him off of waivers. That's he's awesome. Now, you know, like they're doing all that work and they're making sure that they're really good one through 30. And that's why they keep winning games. But I just basically think that their one through five doesn't stack up as well as other teams anymore. Well, I thought about you when, when we did this the other day, because you've really educated us on what certain teams are doing and what they're investing in. And I just had to laugh when I think about uh, Andrew Friedman's salary and from his salary, everybody down in the front office, as you've mentioned, the PhDs that they have on staff, which I'm sure we throw in the independent contractors. We throw in all the tech, the millions of dollars they're spending on salary and technology. And in the end, they got in a, in a do or die game against the Padres, uh, the majority of the, the relievers they're throwing out there made either 720000 or 700000 So you spend yeah. millions of dollars on these mines to break down debt. But in the do or die game at the end, you're pitching guys making seven hundred grand. Yeah, I That's mean, crazy. I think they probably like you know, sometimes you get a little bit cute, right? I think, OK, I can get you a little bit. The nerds get a little cute. So there's a little bit of a story of that with with L.A., right? Like you could have just signed Kenley Jansen, right? You could have signed your guy that you've had forever and had a closer. Instead, you were like, no, Craig Kimbrell's going to be just as good. And he's only on a one year deal. And I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you thought you, you came up with some you, you had your stuff number. <laughs> Ooh, your little stuff plus number, right? <laughs> and, and, and and your little stuff plus number said that Ken Kimball Ken Kimball is better than uh, Kenley Jansen. So you said, all right, uh, we'll move some pieces around. We'll get Kimball in here. Well, Kimball, you know, has had a long battle with his command, and we just saw him lose it again. And don't you think that the Dodgers would have rather have had Kenley Jansen at the back end of their bullpen than mm-hmm. Ken, Craig Kimball this year? You know, mm-hmm. um, so sometimes you have to I think any team that is that thinks of themselves as smart has to sort of reevaluate and be like, are we being too smart here? What's like, what's the dumb play here? Like, what's the quote unquote dumb play here? Maybe we should consider that one. Maybe we should just go with the Dodgers. Maybe we should just go get the very best. Maybe we should just sign Liam Hendricks. You know, maybe we should just sign the best reliever that's out. That's, maybe we should do this. Like, maybe we should just act like the elephant in the room, like I've said, you know. So, um, you know, I think that to some extent, the Yankees right now uh, are feeling it, too. They 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 thought they were really smart, like, oh, we're going to we want defense. Right. So we're going to trade for Donaldson and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa and uh, Ben Rortvet. 
right? <laughs> You're like, who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and we're and we're gonna trade for these three guys because our defensive metrics say they're awesome, and we're gonna have an awesome shortstop defender, an awesome third base defender, an awesome catcher defender, and you know that's gonna be so much better than Gary Sanchez. You know what would have been better? Sign Carlos Correa. You know, just take your wallet out and sign him for three hundred million. That would have been way better. Instead, now they're like, okay, we're going to use a rookie that has like 100 plate appearances in the playoffs, you know, at shortstop. But not in the playoffs. I mean, in all the base, like the guy who's, who's basically has 50 plate appearances, we're going to stick him here in the playoffs. And Oswaldo Peraza, you know, Isaiah Kanafalefa is not really doing it for us. So here we go, Peraza. So they're they're debuting shortstops in the postseason when they could have gone out and 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 got one of the guys. So and they're going to face that same decision this next year, right? Because Trey Turner, Carlos Cray is going to be back out there. There's going to be four four you know really good shortstops out there. Are they going to say, "No, nah, we got Oswald Peraza, man"? Well, and you know you mentioned Correa. Correa is a guy that's the alpha male who fits great in what New York's trying to do, right? They want the guy. They want that guy that wants to be on the stage, on Broadway. He is that guy. He's been that guy in Houston. Would have been a perfect fit. That gets me back to my question. Are smart guys, I said the Dodgers, we could say it to the Yankees, are the smarty smartisans outsmarting themselves? Yeah, I mean, I think that you really do have to – consider the truths in in the accumulated baseball knowledge over the history of baseball right um and you know not everything that we thought before was right but not everything we thought before was wrong either so um i don't know i'm not gonna just say i I have a real problem just saying the dodgers are outsmarting themselves and you know they're doing something fundamentally wrong because i was raised in atlanta man and i was there from 86 to 94 and i would just tell you they did something really right that was a dynasty to me mm-hmm. you know and winning a lot of games and getting a chance to play in the postseason that's the best you can do they and... got beat though by really good teams those braves teams from what i remember watching all those games on tbs just like you growing up in hot Atlanta. They never went out like chumps. To me, the Dodgers kind of went out like chumps. And we've seen them go out like chumps to where Braves went out. They played really good teams, lots of good teams, multiple World Series. They're losing to historic. They're losing to teams that had Hall of Famers, great players. So, you know what? We play the game. Somebody wins, someone loses. The Braves were always there. That says a lot. And they didn't trick it up. Unfortunately, sometimes they just didn't have enough bullpen help. The Braves team was a dynasty or great. I just sometimes the Dodgers, you just wonder, like, when they've gone out at times, they've just gone out and you're just like, man, it's just something's not right. Hmm. You know, it's it's certainly possible. Um, But, uh, you know, you can also look at that team and be like, you know, Mookie, Trey, Freddie Freeman, you know, uh, maybe maybe they were just hurt by uh, Walker Bueller, you know, you know, missing out on him, you know, maybe he would have been that alpha, you know, starting pitcher that would have, you know, pitched them into a victory. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I can't get with you hundred percent. When we look at the NLCS, 
Where where are you leaning right now? 1-1, going to be tipping this thing off here in just a little bit. Philly, San Diego. Yeah, I mean, I think that I will take the Padres' depth in pitching over the Phillies' depth in pitching right now because they're going to run out. The Padres are going to run out Joe Musgrove and um, some combination of Mike Clevenger and some of their relievers they haven't quite uh, used a ton of yet. Uh, but I think uh, Mike Clevenger and Nick Martinez will be a big part of their plan. On the other side, the Phillies are going to run out Ranger Suarez and some combination of uh, Noah Syndergaard and Bailey Falter and some of their relievers. I just take the Padres on those. I don't, I don't fault any of those guys and think they're terrible, but uh, Joe Musgrove is better than Ranger Suarez. You know, that's just, that's how I see it. I mean, uh, he was a guy who threw the first no hitter in Padres history and, uh, he's a really good breaking ball guy. He's got tons of breaking balls, got good feel on them. And then uh, I do think Clevenger at this point, even though it's kind of funny, Clevenger and, and Syndergaard, it's a little bit like the washed bowl. Uh, the, the guys that used to be really good uh, that aren't anymore, they're going to try and get three <laughs> innings uh, from each of those guys. Uh, and uh, whoever gets the better three innings might win that game. Uh, but uh, I do think, it is interesting to think that like you have to you you need to have five ten starting pitchers to you need to have like seven ten starting pitchers to get through the regular season. You get to the postseason, you're like, do we have four? You know, do we have four? And in this case, uh, the Padres are a little bit closer to saying yes. I think. Well, we have any issue tonight with ears, hair, anything on jer- jersey, greasy, sticky. Are we are we going to be a sticky free game tonight? I'm sure somebody would be yelling about it. But one thing that I uh, that I have noticed is, uh, have you seen the guys having trouble uh, hearing the pitch com? Yeah, pitch coms are going they're out a little, lot lately. Yeah, they're going out, and they, they tried to they developed this thing where they cut a slit in the a hat to drop like a little extra thing uh, to try and get closer to the ear. And uh, so that's been falling out and that's been, I mean, they're actually literally cutting, you know, holes in hats uh, in order to get the, the pitch com closer to the year. But we, we all knew this was going to happen that here's the thing that we debuted this year to help catchers talk to pitchers. And now uh, we're in the postseason, we're super loud and everyone's yelling and that I can't hear you. I can't hear you. So uh, I, I think almost more likely than another sticky stuff scenario is one where uh, crossed up catcher, uh, passed the ball, passed a crossed up catcher who thought a, you know, a, a breaking ball was coming or thought a fastball was coming, gets a breaking ball uh, and a runner scores. So, you know, that's the sort of stuff that Pitchcom is sort of inviting back onto the field. Could there be sticky stuff on the Pitchcom? <laughs> Combine it. Can you yes, imagine that? Like, you wouldn't even look there. You're like, you know, you take off your hat, your glove, and the umpire, like, you're good. And the whole time, it's on the, the plastic of the pitch com. Huh? Huh? <laughs> I, do th- I do wonder, you know, why certain pitchers um, get more scrutiny than others. And um, you know what I mean? Like, there are pitchers in these playoffs that have seen massive uh, ups and downs in their spin rates that are not getting the same scrutiny. So. Yeah, because you uh, ba- you backed Musgrove. You're like, eh, I'm not totally seeing it. You know, enforcement came and his spin rate stayed the same. And then there's guys out there right now whose spin rates went down 200 and then came back up 200. I'm sorry, that's just way more 
you know, way more of an indictment than whatever Musgrove is doing. All right, Paul Himikides from ESPN earlier today. I asked him, of course, let me let me uh, start this by saying he is a Philly fan who hates New York. Uh, but he works in New York, ESPN. I said, are the Yankees done? He goes, are they done? They're going to get swept. I'll ask you, are the Yankees done? I think they'll win uh, the Garrett Cole start. So I don't think they'll get swept. Um I think it's unfortunate they couldn't get Garrett Cole twice and even getting Luis Severino twice is going to be tough. So I I think they're done, but uh, I don't think they'll get swept. Garrett Cole is going to get him a win. And as you saw, the Luis Severino game was close. So if they can get it to six or seven and get Luis Severino back on the mound, maybe, maybe he gets a different result. So by the time we talk to you next, we could have this thing decided. If you have to bet on, it looks like you're going Astros where do you think it will be nationally? Um, I'm giving the Padres the next the pitching advantage in the next two games, and it's a split series. If they win both those games, they're up three one. So I guess it's going to be Padres Astros. That'll be uh, that's I guess that's my call. That'll be a real David versus Goliath uh, in a lot of senses. I think. Well, and look out, Matt Stairs is throwing out the first pitch tonight for the Phillies. <laughs> we should check him for sticky stuff. <laughs> I, you know, the one thing is, I, I really enjoyed these playoffs so far. When you look at the format, you look at the way things are going. How's everybody in your baseball community viewing it? I like it. Um, I tried to, I tried to say something that didn't go over well. Um, I just. To, to explain it is, I think that the playoffs are a tournament. And to me, they are separate from the regular season. They're just very different. Yeah. All of these teams, any team that wins the World Series will have lost a season series to somebody. The Padres, if they get to the, to the World Series, they were 9-10 and 10 against the Rockies. And they got swept in a series by the Rockies. I would never say that the Rockies were a better team than the Padres this year. So I know I'm walking a fine line here, but I'm just saying I would love to find a way to reward teams and say, hey, good job. That was great. 162 is a grind. You won whatever many games. Maybe you could put a banner up for regular season champion or something like that. I know Americans don't care. I know that doesn't. But that happens in soccer that there are sort of regular season champions. And then there's like a tournament, a postseason tournament. Um, so I just wanted to get that out there that it's, I'm not trying to devalue what's happening. I just, it's a little bit frustrating. You let more teams into the playoffs, you devalue the regular season. When you devalue the regular season, you and I, and people that work 162 games, it's a lot know? of pre and post game shows, you know, oh a lot of shows I got to do. You're going to devalue that. Then, then I say shorten the season which I don't know if it'll ever happen because there's too much money riding on those games, but yeah. even 154 would give people more days off shorten the regular season. If you're going to make, you know, the difference is big. When we ask all these teams to do these extra postseason games, we're now asking players to play 180 games or so, you know, when they didn't used to, like you used to play 154 and then maybe play an extra 10 in the postseason. You know what I mean? You used to go right to the world series. So now we're asking to play 180 games. Oh, and plus the spring training. So 
more like 200 games in the season. Yeah, and ask the Bra- um, and ask the Braves to do it for 14 straight years. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it really is crazy. By the way, who is disagreeing with you on what you just said? Oh, oh, oh! They're just calling me a sissy and stuff because uh, because I want what on uh, Twitter? The trolls on Twitter. Yeah, 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 no. You don't no, come please. after my Eno Saris. We will back no. you. If they want to get in an alley and fight, Ace Cast Live will be there for you. <laughs> no, but I hear that. I mean, the whole idea, what I was talking about, sounded like a participation trophy, which people uh, <laughs> uh, people hate the idea Cody's of in for that, by the way. By the way, who, who, would you, who would you rather have next year in your lineup? Cody Elias or Cody Bellinger? <laughs> I think it's a fair uh, question. If we're talking about the 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 fights with the trolls, I want Cody next to me. <laughs> but you you know you know the thing that 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 really and it, it fried me and I hated it and I'm glad we've corrected it for the most part. Think about this: we'd play one way for five months, then we'd let we'd allow September call up. So now we're playing the last month yeah. differently, and now we're yeah. getting into a postseason and tournament. So it's like we've never played the same way throughout the entire. I mean. The only way to really do the playoffs and make it like the regular season is to say, screw you, TV. We're playing. Fewer we're pl- days off. We're playing seven straight days. I mean, And actually, that's what I like about this format. I mean, the wild card is three in a row, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if it was just the rain or whatever, but there were fewer rest days. There was, there were, there were, there's been a lot fewer shenanigans this, this playoffs, right? In terms of like openers and bullpen days and, you know, that sort of stuff. They've had to they've had to rest guys. The Yankees had to rest Clay Holmes. They couldn't pitch him in certain games. So I, I like that. That's I, I would like I like there to be. I mean, ask my wife how much she loves when I have to work 17 straight days or 16 <laughs> straight days. We literally every series. OK, first series is three games, three straight days. Second series is five games ago. Well, what about the player? player? Man, players get on jets and fly around the country every single three days. I mean, they're used yeah, to this. Yeah, it's more of a TV schedule. It's a thing, TV deal. It's for them to move people to hotels. If we really yeah. tried to want to play the postseason the right way, you play three straight games, five straight games, then seven straight games, and if it goes seven, obviously, in the right, right. AL and LCS in the World Series. You wouldn't have days off. We don't need days off. And then depth. And this would get back to what you want. You want the regular season teams who won all those games because of their depth. They would, it would be more fair to them because then they utilize their depth. Because when you're having these days off, the teams with the less depth doesn't hurt them because they get days off. Hundred percent. It just be, it just be, like it just makes sense to have one game. You know, to have one game to have baseball look the same. Do I look at it in April or I look at it in June or look at it in September or look at it in October? It's the same game. So uh, let's sell the athletic before we sell field work. Obviously, as I say all the time, if you love sports, you love baseball, football, basketball, you name it. You can it's at soccer, hockey, golf. You guys cover everything. The athletic second to none when it comes to journalism. What do you got going working on right now? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna write up some of these trends we're talking about uh, in the postseason and how they how they're different this year. I'm also uh, working on a long term piece, and uh, you know we've been talking about it here about uh, is there too much launch angle? And uh, uh, we've talked about it a little bit on this show before, and I'm I'm teasing that out. And I've got some new uh, really cool data from uh, from from baseball savant from MLBAM uh, that helps track the actual. Uh, bat path 
So actually it's sort of raw data of, you know, the angles of the, of the bats. And uh, we've got some really cool uh, findings coming from that. So well, that's and, what we're doing at the Athletic. And, and, and you see right now, I mean, just look at some of the balls, like the ball Bryce Harper hit to the opposite field down at Petco Park. Well, when it's like 92, 93 degrees at Petco and there's no marine layer, what to be uh, heard of, ball travels. Now you're going back to Philly where it's going to be in the 50s. I mean, it's 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 we don't usually see too much West Coast to East Coast series where and usually it's not this hot. I mean, right now outside yeah. my highway, what what is this in Santa? It's 74 degrees right now outside my house. Yeah, yeah. I just looked at uh, all balls like that go between 100 and 105 degree, uh, miles an hour and 20 and 25 degree angles. And I looked at them in the regular season, the postseason, just to see. One of my friends said, "Oh well, the ball's juiced in the postseason. Everyone knows that." So I was like, <laughs> I was like, basically having like a, you know, like a group group chat argument, yeah. you know. And I was like, you know, I do this for a living. Let me just refute that real quick. And so what I found was that postseason balls don't go as far, and that's generally because it's colder in October. So I do think it'll be interesting to go to Citizens Bank, which plays more offensive but will be much colder so i i would actually think some of these games are going to be lower scoring wait a minute, are you saying that all baseballs are not juiced for the playoffs that's what i'm saying isn't it amazing this stuff? no no statistical evidence of that now however there is statistical evidence that they use juice balls for the home run derby but that's oh, yeah and nobody really cares about that play the man his out play him give him his give him his out the Eno Saris Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com. On Halloween, Eno Saris will drink what? I've got a little uh, bottle of Parabolita. It's a small bottle of small stout, which I love. I love like eight to 10 ounce cans of stouts. And it's salted caramel. Ooh, wow. And just a little bit of it. Yeah. That's or like, else dad will be asleep on the couch. That's like next level. Yeah, that's Firestone Walker or, right there. Or, or you're just going to be like like on a chair like this just handing out candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take whatever you want. Just take it. Just take it. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. The great Eno Saris. Oh, God, that's funny. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.